Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Headline from yesterday's Washington Post on a subject that's a a running theme around here, a source of concern to me, a focus of this program. 41 states sue Meta, claiming Instagram, Facebook are addictive and harm kids. The lead reads as follows. 41 states and D.C. are suing Meta, alleging that the tech giant harms children by building addictive features into Instagram and Facebook. Legal actions that represent the most significant effort by state enforcers to tackle the impact of social media on children's mental health. The barrage of lawsuits is the culmination of a sprawling 2021 investigation into claims that Meta contributes to mental health issues among young people. While the scope of the legal claims vary, they paint a picture of a company that has hooked children on its platforms using harmful and manipulative tactics. This subject brings to mind Francis Haugen, author now of The Power of One, 
how I found the strength to tell the truth and why I blew the whistle on Facebook. Francis, thank you so much for being on the program. My pleasure. Happy to be here. I want you to live to be 150 and continue to have a life of accomplishment. (laughs) However, it seems to me the epitaph is written and it is two words. Facebook whistleblower. Are you are you satisfied with that? You know, I I I don't know if I agree with you on that one. I the thing that is like really opened up my life since I I you know came forward was we have a larger conversation around how do we rebalance accountability with tech in general. And so I'm cautiously optimistic that we will there are still more exciting things to come. But today yesterday's announcement by the AGs definitely is thrilling. And it shows that we can make change. We can push forward. So I think many of us know your story. I look forward to reading the book, but I think that many of us know the, the basics of the Francis Haugen story that during your time at Facebook, mm-hmm. you became increasingly alarmed by the choices the company was making to prioritize, I'll say it, as their profits over public safety. Was there an aha moment for you relative mm. to algorithms and the rewarding of anger? I would say the, the there was a, a gradual awakening to just how deep the issues around the people who understood there was harm versus the people who had um, who were getting you know, bonuses for making the system grow. How deep that divide was. But the moment I, I decided that I had to get the public involved was when they dissolved the civic integrity team. This was the part of the company responsible for ensuring that Facebook was like a positive force in society. And at that point, I realized, like, unless the public came and helped, things like the AGs and their lawsuit yesterday, you know, we weren't going to be able to change the incentives enough to get positive social media we felt good about. Were they aware of the depth of the harm being created? I don't, you know, it's interesting. I don't think, I, I, I know that the people who worked on safety with me understood but we were so marginalized. Like there was, you know, there are documents in the Facebook files that talk about how, you know, they might be tracking a harm, but if you don't have good equivalency measures, you know, you say 10% misinformation, 10% increase in eating disorders is worth 1%, 2% of profit. You know, if you don't make those intentional value trade-offs, you keep making the problem worse. And I think that's what the AGs are highlighting in their, their case. If you read through the, um, the document they saw yesterday, you know, it's shocking. It's things like uh, Facebook, after I came forward, released a feature called Take, take a Break. You know, uh, you know, be, you know, you could set, say, like, if I'm on there for 10 minutes, it'd remind you to stop, just do scrolling and take a break. And after the spotlight began to fade by, you know, February, March of 2022, they upped the minimum amount to 30 minutes. You know, there's a pattern of behavior there where they say, can we drive more growth? Can we drive more ad consumption? And they don't countervail that, like counterweight that with how are we harming kids? I'm particularly interested in political polarization. I mean, I'm really worried about our kids as a as a father mm-hmm. of four. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm most concerned in a, a global perspective oh, yeah. about the impact that it's having in growing the divide. I'm I'm a big believer that there are many many reasons right. as to why we're divided, but media is at the yeah. top of the list, and now social media has been an accelerant mm-hmm. on an already simmering fire. What was the level of awareness when oh, you were sure. at Facebook on that specific issue? So again, it's one of these organizational division issues. So one of the reasons I came forward was 
there was documentation that Facebook had run very similar experiments multiple times where they would take blank accounts, you know, brand new accounts, and they would follow some center-left, center-right content, and they would just click on what Facebook suggested to them. You know, each day come back and click on five more things, like five more things, you know, follow groups that were suggested. And within a couple of weeks, you go from, you know, liking the Democratic Party to getting uh, literal content saying things like, should you kill Republicans? And if you start, you know, liking Republicans and Fox News, you know, within three weeks, you get things about, you know, white genocide. You know, you get QAnon within four days. And so in systems where instead of relying on people and our choices of what we want to receive, we instead rely on algorithms and mass distribution of information, situations where the biases in the algorithms get amplified, pronounced. We end up in situations where we only get to see a sliver of the conversation, and that sliver can get more and more extreme at time, at, over time, and that causes that can contribute to things like polarization. Isn't a large part of the problem that when you're relying on a Facebook news feed, you you might think you're well read. Hey, I'm here and look at all this information that I'm consuming <laughs> yeah. and digesting. But that the, the consumer is not recognizing that that's been selected for mm-hmm. them based on on prior conduct on their part just to reinforce their beliefs. I, I feel like I'm thinking it more clearly than I'm expressing it to Francis Haugen. <laughs> Hopefully you follow me. Oh, I do. Um, there's actually a whole secondary layer, too, which is, you know, if you go and poll people and you say, hey, do you feel comfortable talking about politics online? Between 50 and 65 percent of basically every country in the Western world says, I don't feel safe talking about politics online. But the extremes, be they on the left or the right, do feel comfortable. And so you end up in a situation where you, your source material that the algorithm is working off of is already polarized. You know, if you poll journalists, about, you know, if they're Republicans, if they're Democrats who use Twitter, they believe the consensus within their party, that the average person in their party is actually much more extreme than they really are because the thing that they view on Twitter is more extreme. And then when you combine that with algorithms that say, if something gets a click, it's better content, you end up in a situation where uh, fear, extreme, extreme content, those are the things that pull us in anger. Those are the things that pull us into click. And that's the fact that even Facebook has been public about since 2018. You know, they said there's a white paper by Mark Zuckerberg that says, you know, the problem with this engagement-based way of selecting content for people is that, uh, you know, people are drawn into click on extreme content, even though when we ask them afterwards, did you like that, they say no. And then he admits in that white paper, this can contribute to polarization and hurt our public discourse. So we need transparency. We need to get the public involved in discussing how should our public square operate and hold these companies accountable. On the question of mental health, the impact on, on youth, when Gene Twangy first wrote that great book, iGen, 2016, 17, or 18, yeah. she would speak, yeah. I spoke to her many, many times on air, on television, she would speak in terms of correlation. She was initially reluctant to use the other C word, causation, although she now does. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Like, what would you point to to refute those who say, ah, our parents, they had the same concern about TV. They called it the boob tube. It's, it's not as if one is necessarily causing the other. What is the causation argument that Francis Haugen would make? 
So we have much. So back in, say, 2016, um, the the depth of academic uh, research was very, very thin. You know, they had um, studies where they would, would try to tease out these patterns. But there were very few studies, and, uh, and a number of them were not particularly well designed. Since then, they've done a number of – they have a much deeper set of studies to work off of. And they can test for things like, you know, one of the things that used to confuse a lot of this research was, you know, let's say you gave up smoking, and I asked you the next week, how do you feel? You'd probably say, I feel horrible. <laughs> like, that's, that's what dependency feels like, right? You take away your, your crutch, and, like, suddenly you feel really bad. It used to be the studies only looked at things like, you know, they pull kids and they'd ask them a week later or maybe a couple weeks later, how do you feel? And they'd say, I feel horrible. Like, I mean, but now they've done studies where they wait three months or six months and they, and they compare the kids. And the kids who leave social media feel a lot better than the kids who don't feel leave social media. You know, um, kids who wait to start using social media don't do any, any worse on, in terms of things like socialization or feelings of loneliness, but they do do better in things like mental health. And so I think, I think we've gotten to the point where we need to say, you know, we, we, we know enough. We know that these companies have done intentional actions to suck in kids. Um, we know that kids don't do well when we're on, the, on these platforms. And we know that the companies knew that something was wrong and hid it from us. We need to, to set things right. And I'm glad the AGs have started that process in motion. Okay, so let me answer, let me ask Francis Haugen this question. By the way, the book is called The Power of One, How I Found the Strength to Tell the Truth and Why I Blew the Whistle on Facebook. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish20. 
50 and use code smirconish 50 because you'll get 50% off that's code smirconish 50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish 50 get your 50% off welding instructor alex declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Let me ask Francis Haugen this question. By the way, the book is called The Power of One, How I Found the Strength to Tell the Truth and Why I Blew the Whistle on Facebook. Which of the following has the greatest likelihood, not could do it, but the greatest likelihood that they will rein in these addictive Mm -hmm. aspects of social media? Is it the platforms themselves, the parents, the legislators, or the litigators? Mm -hmm. Like, who is going Mm -hmm. to deal with this? Uh, You know, that is such a great question. Uh, So if you do want to read my book, I talk about, um, so if you go to Amazon, you have to scroll down a little bit because Amazon doesn't like putting me in the top eight. Interesting. We'll, We'll let readers jump to their own conclusions. <laughs> but um, the, uh, uh, it's, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is this idea of every other industry has what I call the ecosystem of accountability. And so there's this question of, like, you know, what are the actions we can expect from government? How do, what kinds of different actions can enable other groups to step in and help? And I think right now, you know, that, you know we have a piece of law called COSA, the Kids Online Safety Act, which is out of committee in the Senate. And, you know, 41 bipartisan states, you know, states that never agree on anything, have agreed on this. Kids are in trouble. Kids are suffering. We can act. We can make things better. You know, we could pass COSA, you know, two weeks from now, if, you know. Um, there's this question of, uh, so, so that one's actually a little hard. We might get something from the legislature. What I do know for certain is that companies will not do this on their own. They have to publicly report their profit and loss numbers. That's part of being publicly traded stocks. They don't have to report their social costs, and they don't today. Parents also, it's one of these struggles. So that means that companies are incentivized to, you know, borrow from the social side of the balance sheet to make the economic side of the balance sheet look better. When it comes to parents, you know, parents are busy. Like, they didn't grow up with these technologies. They can't be with their kids every moment of the day. And... You know, some kids don't even get to have parents that are, that are um, you know, have enough time beyond work, you know, to be able to support them. We need safe defaults. We need platform-level, reasonable settings um, because every kid deserves to be safe online. Okay. I don't know if you're giving me uh, the, the final answer, but it sounds to me like Francis Haugen is mm-hmm. saying it's not going to be the platforms who fix it. It probably not can't, the parents. It can't be the parents. That yeah. leaves us legislators or litigators. I mean, we and start. Litigators. We, st- we started this conversation yeah. talking about these AGs. Is this the answer? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think the, the AGs are our safety valve, right? Like if they do this lawsuit, it's going to take at least a year. It might take two years. Um, the Kids Online Safety Act is a really good bill. A lot of people have been working on it for a long time. And it's one of these things where no one thought it was going to leave committee this year. And it left committee. And so it's one of these things where I kind of wonder, you know, is this a big enough deal? Like if, if let's say one more big news story comes out. Because remember, you can, you can always call me back if you want to talk more about how we can keep kids safe. You know, let's say one more big news story drops. Like is, is it going to be the moment where we're like, hey, we could pass this law today. We've already done the homework. Um, but but Francis, Francis, I, I have one one mm-hmm. final thought because you referenced mm-hmm. the you know that that all all of these different environments have their own ecosystem, and I guess what I'm wondering mm-hmm. is, don't the people calling the shots at Meta? Of course, they have mm-hmm. their own mm-hmm. kids. Surely they see what you and I are talking about. Oh, what that is such that is such a good question. So something that parents need to understand is that if you go to Silicon Valley and you talk to the executives of these companies, they don't let their kids use social media. Wow. Right. If Whoa. you go to if you go to elite Whoa. if you go to elite private yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, if you go to elite private schools in Silicon Valley and you ask sixteen year olds, do you use social media, they'll like roll their eyes at you and be like, ah, we're an in person community. Right? <laughs> it's a status it's a status thing now. To be able to in person community, in or an in person community, I've never heard that. Wow, that is really wild. And yet, they're willing to extract money from the rest of us. Holy smokes! So it's like really, it's that's the kind of lens that you should be taking on these things. Yeah, like we have to act. Thank you so much for this. I look forward to chatting with you again. The book is called The Power of One. Thank you, Francis Haugen. Have a great day. You too. In-person community, TC. You and I are an in-person community. Wow, I have never heard that either. We are an in-person community right this second. Yep. You and I are speaking to each other, and yet you and I are also online and on our phones constantly. Not the way the kids are. Right. Not so much with friendships and communication, uh, but that I find fascinating. Fascinating. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more 